Hello, Sacred Remembering community, and welcome to episode 149. I am Sarah Poet. I am your host, and this episode is for you. If you ever wonder how to show up more as your authentic self, if you are an entrepreneur, especially a female entrepreneur, and you want to do more natural attracting instead of selling, 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 (laughs) you know what I'm talking about, Um, then you're going to love this episode. And also, if you want to get closer to an authentic relationship with your embodiment as a connection to creation and the creation consciousness so that, you know, your embodiment is just naturally attracting um, more of, you know, what you want. This episode is for you. We are so glad you're here. My guest today is Barbora Pochukova, and we will get to the interview just as soon as we navigate this introduction to the podcast. And if you have not heard this before, I encourage you to spend the next three minutes especially in sacred space, because what you're about to hear is an actual energetic activation and you might um, find yourself, you know, in a different place on the other side of it. So just notice how it feels and notice what comes up for you. And then the same is true throughout the entire podcast episode, because the reason that we have these conversations is so that, you know, the things that are said and the frequencies that are coming through are activations for your soul and for your sacred remembering path. And Barbara and I are also going to talk about that today. So welcome. We are so glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to the new paradigm of women's awakening sacred remembering. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. I invite you to step out of the old and into the new. Let's imagine together that we're walking toward a lush and glistening landscape. You notice forests and trees, crystalline water and rich black soil. The soil is different than any soil you've ever seen and You can't help but to take off your shoes and slide your toes into the soil. You've never seen or felt soil so rich or so replenishing. Your feet begin to sink down and into the soil like feet do as we stand beside the ocean and waves lap at our ankles. And as you sink down into this soil ankle deep, you realize that you are in touch with something else. There's this golden thread, this gold frequency that runs through this soil. It connects everything, like mycelium. It's in the earth, the trees, in you. And as you lift your head and you look around, you realize that there are other women also in this grid, the soil, connected via the gold frequency, a unified network, and you are a part of it. And you breathe this all in deeply into the space of your heart. 
Welcome to Sacred Remembering, the podcast and live community for modern women waking up to the full and unified truth of who we are, standing prosperously now in that truth. You were planted here on earth at this time because there is something so unique inside of you And when you ignite it, you light up the entire planetary grid. The answers that are needed on Earth now are inside of modern women. They're inside of you. So go ahead and tilt your face upward towards source and allow the seed of sacred remembrance to open inside of you in that warmth. We're a community and network of women lighting up the globe by standing in the emanation of exactly who we are. Sacred, sovereign, creational, unified, and incredibly committed to love. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for being here. My guests and I hope that you glean so much transformative information on this podcast in each and every episode. I am so passionate about helping women to reframe our innate value and how we decide to exchange that value. So let's get clear about the intentions that are going on here with this podcast. This podcast is a gift to you. It is free. It is an act of service on my part to produce it. If you would like to take action to reciprocate for this gift, I'll mention a few things that are super helpful. One, you can rate and review this podcast on Apple and Spotify, because the more reactions that it gets, the more this information can reach more people. And the more this mission of sacred remembering and modern women standing in their truth can spread. Two, you can sign up for my email list at sarahpoet.com and follow me on Instagram at embodied breath. And this is helpful because I do intend to publish books and publishers are looking at those audience numbers. So if you want to help me play that game and in the meantime, get super valuable content from me, then you can stay connected in that way as well. If you would like to receive more via exchange, you can again, sign up for my email list, receive my new ebook called No Limits Going Beyond the Need for Boundaries by Redefining the Value of Your Feminine Resources. I'm excited about this. You can see that talking about the empowerment that is possible with women redefining our feminine resources is a hot topic for me right now. And of course, you can always pay forward this podcast episode by sending it to a friend. Thank you for your participation and your energy exchange at any level. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. Now, let's begin. Hello, Barbara. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for the invitation. So excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited for this conversation as well. And I'll just anecdotally give the, you know, how we connected, and then I'll read your bio and, um, and we'll dive in today. But um, so we are both present on LinkedIn. 
I think maybe you more than me, I can't wait to hear more about your experience on LinkedIn today. Um, and you just, your content resonates as, I was thinking about how to say this before we started. And I think it's, it's like an energetic cleanliness. It's just so clean. Um, you know, what you put out there and the way that you tell stories. And I've definitely learned things by uh, reading your posts and your posts are really generous too. Like you're, you're very, um, you know, giving in your content. Like I, I feel like I've grown as a writer by reading your free content. So thank you. Um, <laughs> but I just, um, recently also heard you on someone else's podcast doing an interview and you were talking about, you know, your path of what we could call awakening. I call it sacred remembering and, you know, how that has also, um, become a part of what you do with your work and, and how you live and the integration of those things over the years. So I look forward to diving into that today as well. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for your kind words. That means a lot to hear your feedback. Um, and yeah, just seeing how much it resonates. Because before we were talking about the energetic frequency and the authenticity and the words uh, that get transmitted. So I'm happy that it's the content is creating this kind of bridge to the right people. And this is how we... It, it brought us together to have this conversation. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And let's dive into that more because I, I really appreciate what you're saying that authentic frequency brought us together. It wasn't like, let's get together and um, do everything we can do to sell more and pump each other up and be like, that is a little exhausting at this point in time. And I think there are so many women out there who are really looking for, authenticity and how to do entrepreneurship, business, ministry, whatever that, um, you know, the, the, um, structure is that holds mm -hmm. the business. Like people want to do that in a really ethical and authentic way. And I think there's, it's just like, now's the time for that maybe more than ever, especially with AI and everything that's being introduced. And so, yeah, let's dive into that kind of authentic conversation. I'll read your bio here that you sent to me. Barbara is a content strategist and ghostwriter for conscious entrepreneurs who have a big vision to elevate the well-being and consciousness of the planet. That's huge. I love that. Her purpose is to help translate their gifts into authentic messages that deeply resonate with our ideal clients and move the ideal clients to action, allowing them to amplify positive impact. Yes, we all want that. Those of us who are on the sacred remembering path and, you know, doing entrepreneurship and having a mission, we want more impact. I know I do. Barbara has grown up and lived in eight different countries across Europe, America, and Oceania. And she's been on her spiritual journey for 10 plus years and is also a certified yoga instructor. Awesome. So I'm wondering if you can just start by sharing some of your sacred remembering story. You know, the tagline to this podcast is modern women waking up to the truth of who we are. And so 
I love to invite guests to share some of that journey, um, you know, with listeners about like, how did you start out? What did you remember? You know, how did you shape like what has now become your entrepreneurial journey with your sacred remembering journey? Yeah, I love this. This is such a good question. And I think all of us, we can recall some micro moments in our lives that led us to where we are now. It's it's always fascinating to look back and remember. So I think it all started with this inner knowing uh, that some of us have throughout our childhood, throughout our lives, that there's more to life, that as we grow up in the societies, in the routines, we're boxed. Um, in a certain standard of living. And I had a chance to have a little bit of an unconventional childhood because we were, as you were reading the eight countries, we were moving every four years with my parents. So I was living also in the US for four years in New York, then in Europe, in a few countries, I traveled all the way to Cook Islands, Australia. So Mm. Already as a child, I had glimpses into these diverse realities, diverse cultures, and that allowed me to expand my mind in a way that probably if I would be growing up in the same culture, same environment, I would not have this chance to see the world from different perspectives. And it was kind of a blessing and curse at the same time, because of course, you you learn different languages, you meet different people, but then you have this knowing that there is more, but you, as a child, as a student, teenager, you, you don't know, you don't know it. You feel kind of locked, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, the, I think the pivotal moment happened in 2012. Um, I think for uh, many of us on this journey, that was kind of the Ah, uh, the the year, the years to yeah. follow. <laughs> yeah, mine was right around there. I had a toddler, and I yeah, that's when I say it kind of started that that 2012 <laughs> planetary awakening, whatever exactly. that ripple that happened. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I I think we were like the one among the first few. Then there was this other one in 2020 and beyond. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, it was um, it, that led me to suddenly one day I was at university. I was writing something. I looked out of the window. Everything was gray. I saw cars and I was like, this is just not it. Like, yeah, there's got to re- be more. Yeah. And then it, the situation in the world started getting crazier right after the uh, economical crisis and things started speeding up and it was just everything started getting a little bit crazy. And so what I decided to do, uh, I want to do an internship somewhere exotic and where it took me by other chance, I applied to different places. It took me in the middle of nowhere to the Cook Islands, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean on a small island where I spent four months um, by myself working in a hotel. But that allowed me to experience this reality that now I feel deeply connected to the Pacific, the Lemurian timeline. And I felt just like, this is home. This feels so good. Like Mm -hmm. the turquoise water, people living in communities, the connection with the land, people eating exotic fruits, the dolphins. Mm -hmm. At that time, I could not explain it, obviously. But now recalling it, it it was like that. And that was the pivotal moment that led me 
to all the other moments. So mm. then I met my boyfriend who was also on a spiritual journey and he introduced me to a lot of the concepts, especially what what I'm really grateful for because a lot of people, they don't go there on their journeys, the shadow aspects of, mm-hmm. of the collective, right? What's really going on in the world. And I, I already got to know this in 2014 and obviously it's a shock, right? It's something that we need to process. So that's when I started doing yoga, meditation, Qigong, all of these things that, w- that would allow me to process all these heavy emotions from from my own childhood, but also from the external reality. So uh, that was a journey. Couple of years, I was um, working in a nine-to-five job. I did a kind of classical marketing career, um, which I was drawn to because I'm naturally creative. So it made sense. Mm-hmm. I was just working for big corporations, and it didn't really align. But at that time, I didn't really know what else to do. Yeah. Um, until I had kind of a burnout in 2016, 2017, and that led me to re-evaluate everything. And that's where I decided to take it seriously. And let's, let's follow what my body is saying. Let's trust the intuition. Um, let's yeah. not just go again and find another job this doesn't make sense right there comes a time where you just can't do it anymore so that led me to a series of going on yoga retreats working in wellness hotels really diving deeper Mm. um into into this yoga and wellness field until in 2019 i completely completely left everything and did a world trip to india did a yoga teacher training Mm. and was on this quest of uh, finding a purpose and what what am I meant to do here? What are my gifts Mm. going internally as well as externally um, in the world? And Mm -hmm. yeah, then um, in 2020, I came back here to Europe and I needed to get serious. So what am I going to do? Because spiritually, I was in a place that I, I felt alive, I, I felt connected, but I didn't feel in my everyday business life, it wasn't integrated. Mm. Uh, so that led me to then discover the path of entrepreneurship, starting an online business. And where I put some of the gifts that I developed earlier on through marketing, so the writing mm-hmm. aspect into place. Connecting mm-hmm. it with the yoga and wellness and this spiritual journey together. So in 2021, I started my own business and I started first as a copywriter. I was writing articles for travel blogs, wellness, wellness companies like Thrive Global, uh, working with yoga instructors, coaches, perform- mm. peak performance. Until this year, I had this pivot. Uh, it needs to go beyond. There's there's another layer to uncover. There, there's more. And that's when kind of this shift happened where um, it, it's not anymore just about the copywriting and the technique, you know, the marketing mm-hmm. techniques and the lead generation system. There, there needs to be more. And since all of us are tapping into this higher frequency, higher energy, I started discovering this connection between when our words and energy align 
what kind of ripple effect can it send out to the world, especially mm. on a business platform like LinkedIn, where we're all trying to make revenue and an impact? How mm-hmm. would it be if my words could attract the right people who want to not only work with me, but also want to organize um, events or collaborations, build things mm-hmm. together? And mm-hmm. it's it's been incredible, the unfolding in the last month. So, Oh, that's yeah. amazing. I want to get back to that in just a moment. And I want to go back to the point, I think you said it was... 2019 in India, you started asking yourself about like purpose and mission and those bigger words, right? Mm -hmm. That um, I think some people feel a pressure to figure out what their mission is, quote unquote. But I, I think too, you know, on this sacred remembering path, it's like the thing that you love, the thing that you're called to, and the thing that you've always been called to, right? That like along the way, and then be like, oh, yeah, you know, that's like I was a teacher for 15 years, like a school teacher and a school principal. And, you know, it's it's in me to be a teacher, you know, like no matter what I'm teaching. And so all of those kind of breadcrumbs along the way are not mistakes. Like they're all purposeful. And um, so I don't mean for anyone listening who feels any kind of pressure about the words purpose and mission. I'm not asking us to buy into pressure or hype, but just to also, I I would love to hear more from you about um that process. And, and I love the question. I think you said, what am I meant to do here? Like, what am I here for? And we were just having that conversation yesterday in the sacred remembering community. So there's a community that mm-hmm. goes along with this podcast and, you know, a woman came to one of the calls and and she was having the same wake up moment pretty much. Like, why are my feet on this planet? Because if I'm a multidimensional being and I chose to incarnate in this human body and come here now for this time on the planet, how can I help? Like, what am I here for? Um, so yeah, I would just love to hear you talk a little bit more about that, like inquiry and that process. And I heard it continued to evolve for a couple of years and no doubt will continue <laughs> to evolve, you know, and deepen. Yeah. Exactly. Once once you tap into this energy, it's a continuous unfolding and it will it will always look different and it will always uh, have a different manifestation of itself. But where it basically started is as I was on the spiritual journey, the first part was more of the healing phase, right? We go through yeah. all the wounds and things we need to process. But then comes a time where we say, what's next? Um, yeah. When we feel kind of integrated, I'm not yeah. saying that back then I was absolutely not, but I was feeling mm-hmm. more sure of myself. And I was like, so what's the next step? We want to unlock the next level, right? And since yeah. we're no longer satisfied by these material desires and status, we've outgrown that. I feel it kind of naturally came for me to have this giving, this serving, this impact on others that brings me the fulfillment because already early on I discovered that actually generosity is such a beautiful virtue because 
not only it fills other people's cups, it fills your cup uh, as well. And I've been always drawn to this concept, generosity, abundance. Mm. And I think that's what led me to discover. But then also just taking the time. I did like a 10-day Vipassana meditation where you're in total silence, no technology, no talking. And I think that really allows you to reflect on when you slow down. So where am I going? What am I supposed to be doing? And that I got exactly those answers. You're supposed to go on that world trip. You're supposed Mm to um, go deeper into the yoga. And that's it. I got only these answers. But then as I went on the journey, so it was actually quite hard because I needed to have the courage before having the answers, right? Because Mm -hmm. the answers, you get them on the Mm. the path. So I think that's what, for people who are looking for their purpose and mission, when they're, Mm. as you said, when they have this pressure to have it all figured out, is because they're approaching it with the uh, wrong mindset, which is, I need to figure it out. But that's coming right from a mind perspective because your purpose is something bigger than you. So you cannot expect to have the answers. What you can do is be still, listen, and then take inspired action on what you hear. Yes. Yeah. And I I love that. The giving it space in order for the information to come in. Um, I'm teaching a class this coming weekend when we're recording this. Um, By the time it airs, the class will have happened, but Mm -hmm. I'm teaching the class. And then I already, I was like walking in the woods this morning and caught myself, um, you know, in kind of a, like a conversation with God, if you will, that was like, okay, then what's next, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was, and the answer is like, you give it space, Mm -hmm. you know? And that, was surprising to me because I I did just traverse a lot of kind of soul material and like, you know, this, this wisdom, this, you know, call it spirit, call it my intuition or soul, or, you know, I, I, I like to leave that up to the mystery sometimes like, what is this voice? Um, but you know, but it's letting me know like space is next, mm-hmm. you know, um, to just allow the next creative thing to, to come in, but, um, yeah. Do you want to talk about creativity a little bit? Right. Yeah. That's a great bridge, as you mentioned, because the space allows that creativity to drop in that creative energy. Um, the, yeah, the void, the silence allows it to drop in. So if we pressure ourselves to the next thing, we will never hear, that higher higher force coming through so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. um yes so let's go back to um this powerful thing that you were saying about this realization this year about the words and the frequency and when you kind of I guess match or partner the words and the frequency, then others will be able to feel you. Mm. I would love to hear you talk about that more. That feels like a really special kind of transmission in our conversation today. Um, and I know you sent me some notes and um, the whole AI conversation is really a conversation, right? And so <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a whole yeah. thing. And, you know, so what 
you're speaking to is this, I just, I, I feel the sacredness in it. And this is not what we're going to get from AI, you know? And so you don't have to talk about AI right now, unless you want to, but I would love to hear you speak more about this um, realization because I, I feel like it's like, Oh, there's some of your own, like, you know, special sacred medicine that's like coming through here. And so I, I'm like, Oh, talk more about that. <laughs> lately yeah. in the sacred remembering community, sorry, I'm cutting you off, but lately in the sacred remembering community, I'm realizing that I have this knack for like, when a woman starts talking about what like the truth really is, there's a different frequency that happens. And I'm like that, you know, talk more about that. (laughs) It's great that you pick it up. You have an uh, eye or a heart for this. So amazing. Um, No, it's, it's really something that I've done through experimentation. Um, Because I started last year or yeah, it was beginning last, you know, uh, yeah, beginning of 2022, I started building my personal brand on LinkedIn because as a business owner, I thought, okay, let's give this a try. Let's create content. LinkedIn at that time was still quite under tap. So they were content creators, but not as many as now. And it was kind of unique to see people creating content. And I think 99% were just watching. So that created a lot of opportunity to network and get new business. And I just got started. Um, I was doing copywriting at that time. So I, I was just creating some educational content on copywriting, like how to write the perfect hook or <laughs> um, how to create an engaging story, something that was not really coming from me, something that I learned externally, right, but then giving the knowledge to others. So it started with this curation and recycling of content. And that worked well for some time. I got leads, I got opportunities out of it. Until I hit a wall, I think it was fall last year, where um, suddenly it became more crowded, more creators came in, um, more carousels, and it was just hard to stand out. And People went into this information overload, like they weren't reading attentively anymore, these educational posts. Mm. And so that led me on a journey of experimentation. So what's what what else can I do to, to stand out, to connect? And that led me to not only me, it was, I think, a collective wave is we discovered the power of storytelling, of sharing more of ourselves in the content of being more vulnerable, which many people did it kind of for the wrong reasons. And we saw all these stories, um, like pity parties, and it wasn't mm. especially um, engaged, like from that sense, it wasn't especially engaging. So I thought like how to do it differently. And especially from a conscious perspective, because um, I felt a lot of the content was very transactional, was just focused on getting leads and customers, and it just didn't feel very fulfilling from a soulful perspective. Yeah. And I uh, after after the new year, so beginning now 2023, I was like, I need to change it up. And what I did was basically, I started incorporating more of 
my spiritual background and kind of these higher dimensional concepts and molding it together with the copywriting. So, and I was talking also to people in the space like wellness entrepreneurs, purpose different entrepreneurs who kind of were in that same vibration. So they were getting it, but obviously I had a fear in the beginning okay, now I'm, I'm I'm going to kind of expose myself. What are the people going to think on such a professional platform? Mm-hmm. Um, until I just ran a few experiments, little experiments, and it saw that it actually got better engagement than those posts on copywriting. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I was like, this is exciting. This is fun. I started enjoying content creation again because it, it was coming through me. I wasn't doing as much external research i wasn't looking that much outside i really came back mm. with pain and that's where the embodiment came from and all these practices like breath work um kundalini yoga swimming that really helped me tap into the present moment and i started getting these downloads on how to help people become more of their authentic selves more unleash more of their inner world through mm-hmm. through writing so using those concepts of engaging copywriting storytelling but merging it with their unique energy and so that creates what i call now is kind of holistic content which combines both the strategy mm-hmm. and the energy and your inner energy and their outer strategy and very few people are doing it. I saw maybe one other person that's in the space. She has a similar concept and we inspire each other. Mm. But for the rest, a lot of the people are still stuck in the old ways of attracting clients and cold DMing and things. So mm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a very different direction. Yeah, I love that. And uh... So I, I want to kind of name again this process of um, being in the embodiment. And you mentioned before, like the different practices that you have, the yoga, the qigong, you know, um, all of that. And from that, allowing the creativity to arise. And I love that. And, you know, we are these physical, emotional mental spiritual beings these and, and then beyond right like we're these multi-dimensional beings and this soul self is kind of housed in this physical self and so um you know we we need to keep moving in order to keep the energy moving and to like avoid stagnation and uh, i just recently started working out differently like uh, mm-hmm. Did a lot of um, kundalini yoga in the last three, four years. And I just really started working out like in a gym and like moving muscles and like running harder and, and mm-hmm. things like that um, because I was called to. But it is moving these deeper layers of kind of stuck energy mm-hmm. out of different places in my body that I, I was just in the gym this morning, like, you know, pulling these heavy weighted, uh, you know, on a machine pulling down, but as an energy worker, I could feel, you know, the energies was like leaving from this like stuck space in my scapula as I was doing it. So I was like working the energy specifically while I was, you know, lifting the weights. And so, um, yeah, to say that, embodiment is going to move energy and then allow more space for this 
creative, authentic self. And I walk in the woods with my dog all the time, like every morning. And I'll have like notes or I'll send myself an email on my phone or take notes on my phone or voice dictate mm. because all of my ideas for like what I'm going to post or, you know, what I want to talk about or a new podcast episode, like it will pretty much only download while I'm in the woods. Like <laughs> there's, that's where the ideas happen, you know, and then yeah. I'll like capture the notes while I'm out there. Um, and then I'll come home and, and then that's when I'll act, you know, or get in front of the computer mm-hmm. and like do the things, but I go back to the, the voice notes of like what happened when I was in nature and was feeling like truly creative, not okay. I'm in front of the computer. Now I have to produce something that's going to sell something, you know, and, right. and that, um, yeah, but I love that you're being formula formulaic about it and kind of experimenting with um the energy of what that attracts. Yeah, yes. absolutely because I I feel it's important also to have the intention behind the content mm-hmm. because it's beautiful to self-express mm-hmm. to to put our ideas out there. Um but at the same time, that's that's where I find what is exciting is that merging of spirituality and business is how can we take our most inspirational, creative ideas and at the same time run a profitable business that attracts customers, that allows us to make a positive impact. And so I love the experimentation of this kind of eterical, esoteric world with some of the marketing concepts that are still valid, like all the the copywriting techniques that I use in order mm-hmm. to have, as you mentioned in the beginning, I was so happy when you said it, that it has like this clean energy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not only because of the inner work, but it's also learning these concepts, how to write content that is is, is clean, concise, people want to read it. So what what I'm really fascinated about is this merging of these two worlds. And uh, and I I, I tend to attract people on a similar vibration. So those that are more grounded, that are spiritual, are exploring these higher dimensions, but are still very grounded on this earth. So are running their businesses, are making an impact, are not somewhere secluded in the woods in a monastery because... I'm personally not really interested into that. I don't think that we can make the impacts we want. Mm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it really, I mean, it does feel to me to be a time of, you know, purpose and impact. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I also needed to take some time in the last like 18 months to two years to go a deeper light like layer and level of integration because um to be honest and and I I'm like to be honest but anybody who's been reading my content feels this anyway so I'm just mm. kind of naming the obvious but um yeah over the 5 years of like quote unquote entrepreneurship for me there was like a lot of storytelling and a lot of enthusiasm in the beginning and um that was like 2018 20 yeah 17 18 and I was 
so excited and so um, naive, quite honestly, Mm -hmm. but it was, and then there's like this coaching scene that was coming online that was, um, and I was primarily using Facebook, but there were, there were like communities on Facebook and people getting to know one another. And then, you know, people learning from each other and, and eventually I didn't want to be a part of the negativity of that model, you know, because if you can build up a big following on Facebook, it doesn't necessarily mean that you um, are integrated, you know, holistically or that you are in integrity. And Mm. I think there's a lot of examples of like those, you know, you can be really out of integrity and make a lot of money still Mm. on this planet. And um, I, one of the things that I'm most excited about what's going on right now that I, I sense is going on right now is that there's this shift toward, um, you know, the, the integration and the holistic, uh, and the, like those that are in integrity and clean, um, you know, that is becoming like more attractive. And so this, kind of bridge of my entrepreneurship, I definitely in that process, there was a lot of wobble of like getting out of that kind of marketing Mm -hmm. um, or like the negative aspects of that kind of, you know, like always producing something Mm -hmm. that, that like marketing and then wondering like what's next and to go to just the facts and like just the expert stuff doesn't connect on the the level that you're talking about and doesn't connect um, relationally and bring, you know, the, those natural kind of, you could say soulmate clients or mm-hmm. like that soul tribe. It doesn't, doesn't attract that. So I spent some time there and I was like super frustrated, you know? And so I think that frustration was kind of coming through my content as well. And so I'm naming all this to say that it wasn't until like deep aspects of my heart, you know, was like really integrated and the sense of integrity. And I just grew up a lot, like <laughs> maturity, you know, et cetera, um, where, yeah, there, it's so much about the love and the service hmm. now, like you were saying. Um, and like, that's what leads, I think that's what, leads to genuine impact, the the heart and the care and the service. Yeah. 100%. And it makes such an energetical shift. People can even feel it if you're selling them something, trying to sell them, or if you are trying to genuinely help them, if you're trying to genuinely establish a connection via a LinkedIn message instead of going right into it. Yeah. And it's still so under tap. There are so few people doing it in such a way, you know, where it's beneficial for the other person and it's beneficial for you. It's just so fulfilling when you learn how to do it in a way where both people feel satisfied. And it's that attraction kind of value-based marketing where you mm-hmm. feel inspired and creatively fueled right with your content because you're putting yourself out there your values and it connects the the other person enjoys reading it they learn something from it 
if you're following the right people on LinkedIn, you can learn every day. It's like a university. You can really learn mm. so much and you can read amazing stories. But at the same time, as you mentioned, there's a lot of toxicity. There's a lot of quick hacks, virality, followers, so shallow content that it just it's just better to unfollow for your sanity mm. because it's it's too much a lot of the ai content as we were speaking as well so mm. um but people they're smart people can be sense immediately if it's an ai comment or as we were saying with that energetic signature it's just you feel nothing you're empty you're i i have zero reaction to it that's when i read an ai comment is like it doesn't make you feel anything. Whereas when you work on the embodiment, on that frequency aspect, and you transmit it through the writing, that's what involves that ideally, like in order to attract and bring people to you, you need to make them feel something. That's the emotion inspires the conversion, the community building and any kind of action. So it's really about going away from that logical mind and just being educational and like what is going to make my audience feel like what can I share that will shift their way of thinking and Mm -hmm. in in the in our field we we have such an advantage that we have so much experience and wisdom is that we really have the power to inspire people and shift their thinking and so that's what I think is exciting about this is like how can we share these unconventional perspectives in a way that people, it's not going to be too much for people that are going to label us like this is a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's going to inspire them to look at the world differently. And now we're in such an in-between phase where so many people are awakening that it's actually, I feel like 2023 was the perfect time to start sharing this embodied content and, and and people are getting on board with it so it's mm. really exciting mm, I love that you just called it embodied content I love that yeah right and embodied through the lived experience I love that that you are, my cat is coming up to my computer and is going to oh, nice. pushing on it <laughs> She this wants is to be as well inside. <laughs> she, I always, you know, she's like the temple cat. She's the one that always wants to be up in the the good stuff that's going on. But <laughs> usually, this is kind of their midday nap time, which is why I schedule podcasts. Like everything's settled at this time. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm curious. I think more more so maybe than some of the listeners, but I have been online or I'm sorry, on LinkedIn for a while. You know, I've Mm -hmm. had my LinkedIn profile for a while and then I kind of disconnected from the the more traditional jobs that I had in the past in education. And um, because I was posting pretty like out there content for what LinkedIn was. And I think that my strategy was off because it maybe like, pushed people, maybe like polarized, like kind of too far. I love what you're saying about like 2023 being the time. And I think I'm saying this, um, you know, for anyone else who kind of relates to this, but in doing this for five years, like five years ago, this space, LinkedIn and everywhere else was like 
some of the stuff that I talk about, like feminine, masculine, and, um, you know, spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. in women was, it was like way more polarizing to be Mm -hmm. the person that talked about that. And so I think I even developed this kind of like, almost like defensiveness or an edge or something that's like, okay, I'm going to say the outrageous things and I'm going to be that person. And I think there was an energetic signature that kind of remained in me for like too long, you know, that now I'm realizing, oh, it's 2023. And this integration is far more like it's further along than, Mm -hmm. you know, than we've ever been where the integration of the spiritual and the conscious business is like the way forward. Mm. And, and, um, it is the spiritual, I'm saying spiritual, but like also the, the sacred, you know, the, the posts with the element of the sacred that are getting the most, um, reactions on LinkedIn for me. But I'm wondering if you want to say anything more about that. I, I have a lot of curiosity, um, about the LinkedIn space, I guess, because I use it, but I don't see a lot of traction or inbound sales from it at all, or inbound curiosity. I think that's like the right lingo (laughs) about that. Right. Um, So would you say that over the years, because you were saying that before you were um, very like true to, to what you felt, you were putting it out there. So have you seen a difference, let's say in reaction compared to 2018 to now 2023, where more people are ready for it? Yeah, I think it was like in 2018, Facebook was the place where people were ready for it. Mm -hmm. You know, this feminine masculine awakening thing Mm -hmm. that was really happening then, like that's where that was then. And um, I really have felt intuitively, like that's why I'm on LinkedIn to speak to the women who are waking up. And that's how mm-hmm. I did it. You know, we were in the corporate, you were in corporate, I was in education. And then it's like, we have this awakening, like this isn't working anymore. There's got to be more than this, I think is what you said. And I think so many women are having that experience right mm-hmm. now. Yes. Like in droves, <laughs> like this is yeah. that time on the planet. And that's where my like purpose and mission come in. Like, I know that I'm here to serve that awakening. That is what sacred remembering is, you know? So I keep going to LinkedIn. I think I, I continue to need to improve the strategy. Um, but I'm not seeing a lot of, I guess, traction or willingness on LinkedIn or or with the women on LinkedIn to get vulnerable about that, um, like what's going on in them. Because I think there's also still on LinkedIn a lot of like status kind of, I don't know if posturing is the right word, mm. but like everything's fine. I'm being a professional here you know, like that. And then I'm trying to break in and be like, yeah, but, but what is stirring in you? Yeah. And yeah, it it makes sense to look at like, who are your clients? Are they the ones that are still in corporate or still in roles where they feel kind of tight or like they need to conform and you are there to help them expand their thinking 
then it might be true that LinkedIn might be um it might be hard for them to open up, right? Because on LinkedIn, everything is so transparent. Even when you write a comment, someone who is engaging with you a lot, they will see the comment. So everything is just out there and Mm -hmm. it it really makes sense to evaluate. So are the ideal clients, the people I'm targeting, do they still have some blocks and limitations with it? Or are there more in the open? Mm -hmm. Because on the other side, I know there are, I'm in following, commenting, engaging with a lot of the coaches, also um, in the embodiment, spirituality, burnout. There are many, and we share quite openly. Like we have no filters. Mm, <laughs> we are yeah. on the comments. We're really at it. So, but they're doing perhaps the same work like you are doing. So they might not be your ideal clients. Right. It might yeah. be your your peers, your colleagues, Network. right? You, yeah. Yeah. You're supporting each other. So mm-hmm. what might be helpful to get more traction, what helped me is because LinkedIn is 50% content, 50% is the engagement, is you grow mm-hmm. your following, uh, your engagement by commenting uh, on other people's oh, posts, right? Mm-hmm. So if you make a habit, let's say I'm going to comment 10 posts every day, it doesn't have to be that masculine structure, but having that in mind, mm-hmm. having that intention, um, maybe five of them will be in the same space. So we support each other and maybe mm-hmm. get interest from other people. Five of them will be more of my ideal clients. And then you can keep the key is consistency. So I grow on LinkedIn because of consistency, putting myself out there every day, commenting, mm-hmm. engaging. And then you can see after one month, is this working? Am I getting more yeah. people inside? Yeah. And yeah. yeah, then perhaps re-evaluating if you see people are not opening up. Um, because yeah, a lot of, most of the people that comment on my post, they're self-employed, they're coaches. They're not, mm-hmm. but they're also for me, they are my ideal clients, that's but maybe client. that's my client. So I'm fine with it. But maybe for other people, the clients, they're not as open, right? So then there's another way how to how to spot this because a lot of the clients, they're lurkers. So you can mm-hmm. check who's viewed your profile and kind of reach out to them in a way like, thank you for the visit. How are you? Just being really open about it or people that followed you. So there are different ways, but yeah, I'd say like the engagement is a really big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a LinkedIn strategy. How many, can I ask you like how much time over the last year, year and a half have you put into LinkedIn, like on a daily basis? I mean, it's kind of your office, like it's, it's your strategy. It's what you've been building. So um, you said 10 a day, but how much time are you on LinkedIn daily? I'm just curious. Yeah. Oh, sometimes too much. Like I, I'm trying <laughs> okay. to limit myself because it, it can get really like time consuming, right? Because yeah. we're creating our content and people are commenting. We're commenting. You need to add right. new people every day to grow the network. So I'm consciously like I have these time blocks where maybe in the afternoon, I spend half an hour commenting, and then mm-hmm. I come back after f- a few hours, and again half an hour replying to DMs, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, DMs are also really big. Is starting those conversations because a lot of people, even if they love your content or they're just checking your content without liking, 
they're very hesitant about stepping forward, right? Yeah. We have this natural shyness. So I just start conversations every day. And yeah. I think that's hourly, it's hard to say, but like, yeah, in the beginning, I easily spend two, three hours there every day. Cause yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, just growing it consistently. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice structure though. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah. And I think if it's, this conversation is great for anyone who's like thinking about LinkedIn because there really is a different strategy, you know, like for those mm-hmm. of us that kind of grew with Facebook and Instagram, like LinkedIn is a, a different, different thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, amazing. So do you want to say anything else about AI? I know you were talking about, uh, you know, being able to feel the comments that are real and then not feel comments that that is AI. And I was thinking of the word sentience, like if you're a sentient mm. being, you know, that that's felt. Um, but, you know, why is it important for us to, I don't know, or what is important for us to remember about AI right now um, from your perspective? I think it's really important to keep keep in mind that it's a tool, it's our assistant, it's some one we can um, get help when we're stuck or to make our copy better, clearer. I use it every day to edit, to mm-hmm. see if I have any spelling uh, mistakes or so on. So it is a really okay. good tool and mm-hmm. I use it. But as with everything, we need to practice discernment and have some clear boundaries. I made a post about this earlier in the year is that Mm. if we go the same path, like we went with our smartphones, that we are spending hours and hours every day without any boundaries, it's going to impact our well-being. The same with the AI is if we outsource our ideas, a lot of people, Mm -hmm. I see a lot of posts is like how to use AI for ideation and then type in the challenges your target audience has and then how to create a post out of that. So imagine like the same templated post goes out everywhere. It's just, and it's kind of like the hive mind, the always the same recycled thoughts. There's no originality. And a lot of people who are not conscious about this, they're going to get lost in it. That's the danger. What I see is that it will people are going to get more and more in this loop of um, outsourced thinking where they're not going to be able to think for themselves and everything is going to be gray and dim. Whereas if we can take back our power, and as we were talking, take the time out to go to the forest, do your embodiment practices, feel what's coming through, and then share it to attract the right people, how much happier and fulfilled are we? We're really stepping into this creational create a power these creators that we are we're expanding our potential and the problem with ai is it's limiting our potential it's really making us lose that sense of even humanity that genuine connection um and yeah it's really up to us to set the boundaries yeah absolutely when you're talking about creation and being in the embodiment, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, we are multidimensional creatures and this creational energy, which I'm super interested in and talk a lot about. And, um, you know, that's, 
the class that I'm teaching this weekend is masculine, mm-hmm. feminine money. And it's like going from this 3D perspective about money that's like, okay, I have to, you know, take this action, produce this thing mm-hmm. in order to get this transaction, right? Like that's kind of the old money consciousness kind of in this like 3D world that we live in. And then it's like, well, what if I want to create my, you know, my work, my living, my livelihood from something that's super authentic to me. Like what you're describing is, um, like a a higher dimensional, um, creative energy where the prosperity and the creation is aligned, Mm -hmm. you know, like we don't have to do as much like pushing and producing and, Um, And for some of us, like some of us as conscious entrepreneurs and creators, like if we, and I've lived this so much, like if we try to just push it out there, it's not even going to get a reaction. Like we have to do better. And it's really frustrating sometimes to see other people using it. And you're like, why the heck is like this lower dimensional stuff still working in mm. terms of like being profitable for people. And it, and I think that there's this just, I'm like, let's, let's continue to have hope and use the right mm. energetics, you know, and the world is shifting. And I think we're going to see more and more and more, um, I guess, recognition and, you know, that that sentience, that consciousness is what is going to shine and have, you know, kind of the new world, new earth leaders be recognizable mm. is, you know, going beyond that um, transactional kind of pushy sort of thing. And then this, um, the embodiment and bringing the ideas in into the embodiment and then creating something from it. I'm like, well, that's masculine feminine union in one person, you know, like receiving the ideas and then taking them into the body and then like making something from that. You can't go wrong. Absolutely. You you describe it perfectly. (laughs) It's it's perfect. Perfect. Because that's, I love that how, how you define this definition of abundance because I feel a lot of times when we listen to how people define abundance, it's just you have to be there and it's going to come to you. And yeah, it's 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 not that. Like I've tried it as well in the beginning of my <laughs> business and saying all these abundance mantras. And it is definitely an energy to tap into. I agree, but that's just part yeah. of the equation. That's the feminine. And I love that you tie the masculine and that's this inspired action. Once we have the idea, we we start producing. We're on the computer, we're writing, we're engaging. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. And yeah. we need to keep the faith. As you said, it's like a slow process. Even for me, it's it's not something that just went overnight. It's something I'm recalibrating my energy. I see results, then it dips, then I see again results. You know, it's like a... Yeah up and down but if we're patient enough we start seeing like it's up and down but it's going upwards so there Mm -hmm. will be there will be a point in time where we are going to reap all the rewards we are going to be recognized because that's the higher frequency that wants to come through so yes yeah 
Beautiful. So, so good. Okay. I feel like, yeah, I feel like our conversation just went like up and up and up. And I feel like we're like, oh, okay, we, we oh, did yeah. it. I had a peak. We, we have to, <laughs> exactly. We climbed it. <laughs> we did. Um, so I do want to take a moment to highlight your work because you definitely do content strategy for wellness, you know, entrepreneurs, and you also do ghostwriting. Um, so if someone is not a writer, like I'm looking at Barbara and I'm like, yes, like coach me in how to, you know, write better, but I'm also a writer, but the ghost writing is this whole other thing that you do, um, for people who don't feel like a writer, don't, don't want to be a writer, don't want to take the time, you know, to do their own content. So I want you to tell us a about that. And then also um, this 12-week coaching program, Content Alchemy, that you built, if you'll share those things with us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the space. So um, basically, the ghostwriting is uh, for people who want to build their personal brands. Mostly, I do LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is the, the platform I know very well. And um, who desire support in building their online presence because they know they have valuable insights, wisdom, experience to share, but either they don't know how to express it, they have problems bringing it out, or to write it in such an engaging way that it creates resonance, that it creates sale, that it creates more impact, or they simply don't have the time. So what I help them is uh, not only to channel their ideas out, but I also write the content and build for them also an engagement and conversion strategy. So uh, what is possible on LinkedIn after six to nine months is you get inbound leads, you get invitations for speaking events and podcasts. You really step into the light of the thought leader. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just so passionate, especially about conscious entrepreneurs who really want to make the impact, making them more visible. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the second offering is, uh, is a new offer as a coaching offer. So those are for those entrepreneurs who still feel like they want to write their own content. They want to have their signature on it. Um, mm-hmm. they enjoy the process, but maybe need help on their, they've kind of lost the vision or they don't know how to translate that vision into some tangible content. They need help with their storytelling, how to write more engaging stories, how to write copy that converts and drive sales. So that's a three-month, 12-week program that I'm offering. And it's called Content Alchemy because we're basically taking your content and alchemizing it for more impact. (laughs) So beautiful. Thank you so much for what you're doing and for the, um, the mission and purpose for you know, helping people have more impact. Like, I think I'm realizing on this conversation that that I I think that's one of the reasons that your work resonates with me so much is because like, I have so much content and so much to say, but I don't feel like I'm making the impact Mm. so that I want to be making. And so I'm like, yes, thank you for living your mission because it's (laughs) so needed in the world for sure. Thank you so much for your kind words. I really, really appreciate this, uh, hearing it from you. And yeah, I really enjoyed this conversation. I think we've 
co-created many beautiful, that's the beauty of these conversations, beautiful insights and speaking them into existence. Right. I love that about just the sacred remembering podcast, but like podcasts and conversations. And that's really why I started it because it was like when two or more women get together and have these kinds of conversations, there's going to be these magical moments Mm -hmm. that, you know, many people are going to hear and it's going to light up something, you know, in the consciousness throughout. And, um, sometimes it's like, well, what is the impact of that? You know? And then there's like, we never know. (laughs) And it's important to do it. And so, um, I, I love it. So thank you for having the conversation and being here today. Thank you so much. It was lovely. Yes. And I I want you to pronounce your own name because I think I've said it like, a, you know, an American for <laughs> like mm-hmm. the entire time. So please tell us your first and last name and then we'll spell the last name so people can find you. So my name, my first name is Barbora and last name Puchuhova. And yeah, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I'd be happy to to see more entrepreneurs in this space and connect with you. Yeah, I think it's really important. I want to spell your last name, P-O-C-U-C-H-O-V-A for anyone who's like listening and, you know, not looking at the um, show notes, but we will link you there. And is there anything else that you want to share today that I didn't ask you about? Uh, I just encourage everybody to um, have the, if, if if something is calling you to, be more visible to have this desire to share your thoughts and um, you also wanting to make that positive impact is not hold yourself too much back but try one step at a time it's it shouldn't be a complete overflow but one step at a time trying Mm -hmm. to express it outwardly because that is what is going to help us come together and create more impact we need more people who are speaking the truth so i'd encourage one step at a time putting yourself out there yeah i love that like one day at a time one step at a time Mm -hmm. like that's how we live this journey that's all we can do (laughs) yeah exactly yeah wonderful well thank you for being here so much thank you sarah Mm -hmm. you're welcome Thank you everyone for coming and listening today. Your time and energy and attention are all very valuable resources. And I'm so glad that you chose to invest them here. And I hope that you took so much from this episode. If you would like to reach out to me, you can do so at sarahpoet.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And I just want to say that if you have a request for a future topic of the podcast or a specific question, please reach out and let me know, sarah at sarahpoet.com. I love to hear from you. We will talk to you next time.